personal ASMR experience. Your help with my sleep. Hey, big man in the house. Whoa, sorry, didn't see anybody in this room. What are you? What are you doing? I'm the big man. What? No, but this this is my. You gotta leave. This is my I, recording. I have a podcast called Big Man Talks. I was. I had the room today. There must be some sort of scheduling error because I'm supposed to. I'm supposed to be recording my personal ASMR tapes. ASMR? Let me be quiet. Hey, wait a minute. We're live. <laughs> oh, hey, we are live. Uh, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the All That in a Glass of Water podcast. I'm your host, Trevor. I'm your other host, Lily. And I do actually use my own voice to help me fall asleep. That is a, a true fact. He does it every night, and he plays it so loud the whole town can hear. That's true, actually. Um, like, I don't know how that helps you sleep, because you have like 18 subwoofers set up in your room so that it blasts out in like a 15-mile radius, and you can sleep through that? Well, I've been doing it for so long now, my eardrums are basically mush, so I it sounds mm-hmm. quiet to me. It sounds like a normal ASMR volume to me, even though it's actually blaring at like uh, 12 decibels or whatever a loud <laughs> yeah, amount is for decibels. <laughs> I think that's pretty reasonable, yeah. actually. Uh, um, how can you hear anything right now? Uh, like, if that's, if that's whisper to you, this got to be like an ant talking. Yeah, I have my microphone, my, my headphones, rather, uh, turned up real loud. Real loud. Oh. My, my ear holes bleed every day. I have to get gauze for them. From my local CVS. It's good that you're supporting local businesses. Like it is. That. No, every, it is. Every day you got to go through a lot of gods. Yeah, because um, my my eardrums are constantly being burst and then healing. Um, Whoa, like Wolverine. Kind of, yeah. Wolverine could listen to music really loud, no problem. That's true. No, he every time he goes to a rock concert, he stands right <laughs> by the the speakers. Yeah, he just jams out. I have when I was a kid. Um, my ears were like, I, like I couldn't hear properly. I had to get tubes in my ears. Um, really? Yeah. Wow. And there's a story I've heard about myself multiple times um, of my uncle and aunt's wedding where I was like standing right next to the speakers just jamming <laughs> out, which uh, looking back now, I guess that's because I couldn't hear anywhere else in the room, so I had to stand right next to the speakers. Yeah. Um, oh, that's really funny. Yeah. How old were you? Oh, I, I think I must have been like one or two. You were jamming out at two? Oh, yeah, baby. That's awesome. Yeah. You were a rock and roll baby. Oh, yeah. I think I must have, I think I was like, maybe been like six months. I think I was like pretty young. <laughs> maybe not six <laughs> months. I don't think you can jam you very can well. You stand and fully jam at six months. Some people can. The more advanced babies, yeah. Yeah. Um. When you were in elementary school, did you were were you um uh like an older kid or a younger kid or like average? Um they put me in at about ten or eleven. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I was pretty ahead of my class in terms of age. Yeah. Um but like in turn like could you read by that point? No, I was just like in terms of intellect and everything, I was a little bit below. I was right. a little below average. Mm-hmm. But it, height and age i was like a good two or three times yeah no i was like i don't know probably middle my birthday is 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 middle of the school year more or less right. so like yeah hmm. 
because uh, you're because you're turning what you're turning 21 17 21 17 what again who, who can who can who's counting exactly um calendars aren't real no but like in so like in sixth grade i was 11 that seems young does it what's what's the average i don't know it's probably close to 11 <laughs> how old were you were you 11 or 12 for the majority that's uh, born when i was in high school in 2016 uh yeah so bill you... clinton left office in <laughs> 2002 uh <laughs> okay uh yeah i was about 10 or 11 yeah no i was maybe 12 i don't i don't know <laughs> I, I guess because I have a summer birthday, so I like every year of school was like, okay, I was 11 in sixth grade, 12 in seventh grade, 13, eighth grade, and I can like count up like that yeah. in parallel. I think it's going to be weird once I leave college, like not having like a year of school to like base my life on, you know? Right. And then it's just kind of the endless, uh, tireless, ceaseless marching of time until I die. So true. We're both um, at, we're 17, but we're both at the last at all interesting birthday, unless you're in, in the running for president. Yeah. Because we got nothing left to look forward to Mm-mm. after after this one. This is all we got. No, just drinking. I'm so excited for alcohol. Yeah. Never, <laughs> never had it. Your first sip. It's my first, going to be my first sip of alcohol and I can't wait. We, neither of us are really alcohol people, or I don't think. I am going to be. Yeah, you're going to lean into it? Turn in, I used to say when I was, this might be too sad. We can decide if this is too sad later. Okay. I used to say when I was like 16 that I, I'm going to be an alcoholic when I turn 21. Oh. <laughs> I was waiting for for it to be legal, though, before yeah. I became an alcoholic. That was respectable of you, yeah. Yeah, now I don't think I'm I'm going to be an alcoholic, but I do... I don't smoke or uh, h- how you say do the weed. Uh-huh. So I do enjoy like a nice Smirnoff ice to relax in the evenings. Oh, yeah. Which Unwind. is kind of abnormal, I think, for, for people of our talents. Of our talents? <laughs> of our generation. Yeah. People don't really drink f- for relaxation anymore. It's mostly, they mostly do the do the weed for that one. That's true. Yeah. Um. I would say, like, I feel like like my parents would like drink alcohol maybe after a long day at work, yeah, or a long week. My dad will sit down, have a nice light beer, yeah. My watch mom a little will Fraser. <laughs> my mom will get a a margarita at Red Lobster. Oh yeah, um, hopefully soon you can get a joint at Red Lobster. Wouldn't that be cool? The the lobster the lobster weed combo they bring out your full lobster and it's little clod has a freshly rolled joint <laughs> that'd be awesome that would, that would be so awesome they should do that even when it's not legal it's because yeah. like it'd be so sick it really would be. i would go to red lobster every day i don't even smoke just to like look at other people getting it and be like wow imagine that yeah i've i have never smoked ever yeah. uh not once no but i do think that uh uh it would it would food tastes better when you're in that state or so i've been told 
Yeah, by so, by criminals and, and vandals. Exactly. And, and Whenever thieves. I'm visiting the uh, local prison, <laughs> yeah. that's what I've that's what I've heard. Yeah. You just walk past the bars and they're like, "Hey, kid, food tastes better when you're high." Uh, yeah. They're, yeah. They're eating their mush. They're like, "Please, I just need a little bit. It tastes so bad." Just give me a hit, please. Um, we have we don't have water. Well, actually, I have water today, but that's not what we're reviewing. No, because uh, this is the godly episode. Yes. I know we've had a lot of talk of illicit substances already and that was a mistake and we're sorry God because you're about to you're about to be reborn. Mm-hmm. When this is coming out you were reborn yesterday, earlier this evening maybe. Depends on how, when the editing gets done on this baby. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> it's really is is last week's episode even out as we're recording this? No. <laughs> I finished listening to it. It was great. Okay, cool. <laughs> but I need to publish it still. It sounds that is the worst sounding episode of this podcast that we will probably ever produce. I had a thought that we could just dub that one over <laughs> and have that be this week's episode, but we yeah. released both. But it's just oh. like this is last episode, but it sounds better. Mm. But no, we're doing a whole original one just for you guys, a little treat. Yeah, um, yeah. It's because Easter. God's gonna be reborn. God right. was reborn. If you're listening to this after it comes out, um, and in celebration of that, we have a Red Bull. Today. Oh yeah. Where we get this Red Bull, Trevor? While I crack it open for some ASMR. Um, we got this Red Bull. Uh, from a guy. It was actually a guy. He had. A vending machine on the street. He was rolling it around. He was like, "Hey, uh, two dollars, two dollars, one drink." And I was like, "Dude, you could just get like a cart or something. You don't have to carry around the whole vending machine." Oh yeah. But he—that's—that's that's what he was doing. So you—you uh, you got out your money very generously and uh, slipped it into the um, machine. Yeah. Well, I thought that guy was Jesus, which oh. is why I kind of thought this was the Holy Red Bull because he had. A beard. You know what? That loincloth, I thought it was just because he didn't have very much money, but I think the loincloth was uh, a Jesus thing. Yeah, well, it wouldn't be very becoming of Jesus to have money. No. As his, you know, sooner could a needle, uh, uh, sooner could a needle fit through a camel than a rich man get into heaven. Am I right, J-Man? What was, <laughs> what was, wait, could you say that again? It's, uh, sooner, sooner could a, sooner could a camel climb on a needle than a rich that a rich man go to heaven. Okay. That's an interesting. No, it's, an I interesting know the one. real one, but I'm not going to tell you. Wait, that's not right. You made that up? There's a, it's a, don't put this in. Okay. I'm, I'm editing this week. Me, yeah. don't put this in. Yeah. It's a, sooner could a, no sooner could a camel fit through that head of a needle, head of a pin, than a rich man get to heaven. That seems pretty, de- what if like, I, what if, like, I don't know, he won the lottery, like, mi- hundreds of... He won the Powerball lottery. He gives most of his money to, like, very reputable charities, but he still has, like, I don't know, a million left when he dies, and he gets hit by a bus accidentally. He wasn't even expecting it. Yeah. Still hell. Still immediate hell. Hey. Well, they, they do leave in the possibility that, like, someone makes a camel shrink ray. <laughs> <laughs> that camel could still go through the head of the pin. So it's not impossible. It's just right. very unlikely. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna taste this Red Bull. Okay. This, yeah, do you want me to waterfall it? You can. No. You can. You can go right for that. You forgot to say Grace. Oh shit! God, this, I'm sorry. Is this podcast too too religious these days? 
it's it's it is a little rel- well you know it, it is the season it's you know Easter uh, I was handed actually someone handed me an Easter service little Ooh. slip of paper uh, that's happening tonight and I, I it was because he was saying hey free pizza and that's <laughs> that's that's why I walked up to him but and it was good pizza too wait he um, gave you got I thought the pizza would be at the service you got the pizza no I got the pizza oh that that was his allure, that was his uh, bait and then he Yo. reeled me in damn um, that's good. There's yeah. no chance you're going to that service though, right? So you just yeah, took that pizza. Exactly. That pizza's yours now. I well, it's it's in my belly. Yeah. Let me taste this godly Christian Red Bull. You're almost you're hearing the the effects of the pizza now and the energy I have and the zeal. This was today. How how when today? Like earlier today. How did I miss this? Where was it? It was uh near the pit. That pizza probably went fast. Oh yeah. You bring out a pizza, even if you're not saying it's free, that thing's gonna get swarmed pretty exactly. quick. I'm gonna give this because it's it's Jesus's time of the year, and this is this is this will be the last mention of Jesus on this episode, I promise you. Yeah. So uh sorry. because, you know, a lot of talk of angels and stuff with wings. Um and now that I've drank some of that Red Bull, I, I yeah. feel my wings starting to sprout. Uh huh. Be not afraid. I'm going to give this Red Bull a five out of five thirsty points. Let's go. Some of the best water I've had on this podcast so far. Yeah. Jesus, one more Jesus mention. Mm-hmm. He give, gave up on wine. It's all Red Bull now. It's all Red he Bull He made now. the oceans Red Bull. <laughs> all, <laughs> the, all the sea life died. Yeah, this but... is the rapture, but it's going to be really, we're all going to be so caffeinated. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I gave it a five out of five as well. Even, I would give even, you know, some some dirty atheist red bull a solid five out of five because i just love red bull oh sure uh but yeah this is even better even better now that's but now that it's it's christian yeah there was a there used to be holy bowl symbolism in like ancient israel so holy bull like the animal I, i'm pretty sure i took oh. a i took a history of ancient israel class once Hmm. Um, and I remember that being an aspect. There was also an aspect of it where there were like there are all these statues of these. I can't remember what they're called now, but there were all these statues. It was of this uh, it was a depiction of a woman with uh, her breasts out. Um, <laughs> Sorry, that's funny to me. It, no, it is. It's very <laughs> funny. And they they found them. They're all over ancient Israel, from what I understand. And they like they're not exactly sure who it's supposed to be. You want to hear my theory about this? Yeah, what's that? I think they were just using it to jerk off. Probably. Uh, yeah. When were boobs sexualized in history? Because I feel like they weren't always. Really? So it's like I don't know. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can comment on art history. <laughs> um, yeah. I have knowledge on that. It feels like in like ancient, I don't know, Greek statues and things mm-hmm. there's not a, a sexual energy to to op- open breasts sure. for women yeah. or at least it's equal between women and men being right. shirtless so i don't know when women's breasts became way more sexualized than male ones they feel yeah. like they have, they have a certain motherly energy to them yeah in ancient art Certainly. but not not a hot energy yeah i do i remember hearing a story about an ancient Greek statue of a woman so beautiful that there was, uh, on a certain part of the statue, a stain from 
all the boys who had come to show their gratitude for the statue's uh, beauty. Yeah. So, hmm. I don't know. It was a real different time back then because you could do that to a statue. And oh, they don't yeah. let you do that anymore. <laughs> they don't let, you know, oh. they don't let me go to the Chicago Art Institute and head on down to like the ancient Egyptian section. Yeah. And then they got Anubis wearing no <laughs> shirt and he's really hot. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to, you know, it's been a while. Yeah. I'm trying to do, I'm trying to get some, some work done. <laughs> exactly. It's it's unfortunate. That's why you got. That's why that's why they have all those books in the in the gift shop of all the uh, paintings and things. Yeah, you take them home now. These are the hottest paintings in the Met. They should do that. They should. I would. They buy should that. have like a Met exhibition where it's hot this time. Yeah, that'd be nice. I got some exciting for you. Okay. And then you can throw you can throw this out. Don't put your notebook away yet because maybe you hate it. Okay. I was thinking we could write the Glass of Water family sitcom. Oh yes, like, I fucking I love family pilot. sitcoms. Make yes, a pilot for it here today. Okay, is this gonna be like, is this a wholesome family sitcom that you would see like in the eighties or nineties, uh, Family Ties, Full House style, or is this like a Malcolm in the Middle dysfunctional family sitcom? I think I haven't seen Malcolm in the Middle. Does it have like, we we get goofy, we get wacky, we get even a little crass, but it always mm-hmm. comes down to a moral at the end. What we do? <laughs> or yeah, no, the this, this sitcom does. Okay, yeah, this, yeah, yeah. This is what I want. Does Malcolm in the Middle do that? Um, Where it's like, in the end, all the characters are likable and good, and they learn a lesson. I wouldn't say that. I don't think, I think part of the appeal of Malcolm in the Middle is that all the characters aren't, are, are very flawed, and I think they oftentimes don't learn a lesson and are kind of stuck in their ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's more sort of a series arc almost, you know, uh, of the growth of of the the child character, and I think that's one of the benefits of the family sitcom is that you can have this sort of character development um, for the children, especially, and it seems very natural because that's like the natural process of of growing up. Um, that's what it is. So yeah, you look at DJ Tanner season one, exactly t- complete complete alien to DJ Tanner season nine. I don't know how long Full House is. <laughs> I want to say I want to say Full House is eight seasons, and now I have to know. I loved Full House as a child. Did you watch it on? Um, where'd you watch it? Probably what was it on? On on TV. <laughs> <laughs> I know it was on Nick at Night. That's where it's I watched probably it. Probably Nick at Night. Yeah. The, um, yeah, I think our show should have a, you know, it's the seasons. end of a few episodes. You get the in studio audience going like, aww. And you know the family like makes up after their th- dispute in that episode, and they hug. But then mm-hmm. also sometimes you know like we come on statues. <laughs> <That's one episode. laughs> Whoa! Oh my god! There's one episode where we jerk off on a new statue. I feel like that is almost a topic that's less focused on in a lot of family sitcoms. Is sort of the follies and fo- I mean I don't know. It is. I mean I'm not gonna say it's not a topic because it is a topic, but like. It's always from like a relationship perspective, never like a masturbation perspective, I guess. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know what I mean? No. Like I, I've never seen a family sitcom depict the first time young Timmy was go- uh, came, you know? You never see that. No. You Arrested see- Development does come close. Oh, really? I it's, haven't seen uh, that one. It, I don't know the character's name. My my main man, Michael Sarah, mm-hmm. does a great job of playing like a sexually frustrated teenage boy. Mm. Um and still not 
not a creepy weird way because i think some i don't know if it was sitcoms like i know some movies in the 80s tried to do that and got rapey yeah or like assaulty yeah you know unconsensual watching of people through the bedroom window that type of thing and we're not going to do that no 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 like it's (laughs) like um have you seen you've seen back to the future yeah yeah marty mcfly's dad but was a peeping Tom. Yes. Marty McFly explicitly says that in the film, and it is never brought up as an issue again. Oh, no. Marty McFly sees no, like, he's just like, yeah, this, I, I mean, I guess it's obviously he wants to live, but he never even once questions, like, is my dad even good for my mom? Like, is, is it good that they're together? Yeah, you know? well, I mean, Marty clearly cannot be an authority on this because later his plan is to assault his mom that's true that's a good point that's the best he can come up with shit like with doc helping too yeah so this adult man uh, approved of this we can't even say like oh he was 17 you know he didn't know any better than to not assault his mom (laughs) yeah (laughs) because doc helped out um that's insane I, i watched that movie like from when i was like six months old that's when my parents showed Felt it was appropriate to show me that movie. <laughs> right after you were dancing. At the <laughs> like, yeah. This guy's ready for Back to the Future. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I, I guess I, as a kid, like I never processed what the plan really like was, I guess. Yeah, that part's wild. Yeah. Um, family sitcom. I think so. Are, are we the parents? Is that what it is? Maybe. Okay. I think we're the parents. Uh huh. But like sometimes the kids have to parent us. What? So that's okay. our character flaw. We get too goofy. We get too caught up in our schemes. Exactly. To like, their lemonade stand isn't making any money. So we're like going to go burn down the grocery store so that <laughs> people have to buy lemonade there. And then the kids have to kind of pull us back. Right. Yeah. And that's okay. I like this. That could be like a through line for the show. Almost each episode is a different scheme for us to make money because we're both like unemployed. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, and the kids turn out to be the real breadwinners. Yeah. It always ends in like, oh, the school newspaper is going to write about you guys going to jail for arson, and they're paying me five cents a word. Oh, <laughs> making the big bucks on this one. Gee, son, that's great. Um, do we are these our kids? Do we have kids together now? I guess so. <laughs> we I, could adopt. Maybe, oh, we. I mean, obviously. Wait a minute. We find orphans on the street. But we have to take them in. Right. Yes. Um. Yeah, yeah, we take in orphans. Are these are pre-grown orphans or are these fresh, like from the womb, babies? <laughs> are they pre-grown? Like, <laughs> are they just older? Yeah. Um, I don't think they can be babies. I think we get. It's getting a little close to the plot of Despicable Me. Um, I think we get like a like a fifteen, a twelve, and a and an eight. That sounds good. So the eight can say the cute things. Yeah. And then the 15th, the one who can really bring in the heartfelt moments of like, I, I'm i supposed to be going to high school and I'm having to raise two kids because you guys are never home because you're going to try to like find new a new species of butterfly to get <laughs> make the big bucks in that geo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We're going to the butterfly terrarium and hoping they crossbred. We're spending all day there. I like, I th- yeah, I like the idea that these are... Maybe these kids are from like a wealthy, from two wealthy uh, parents, mm-hmm. and they, but they don't have any other family, so they're stuck with 
us two yahoos. Did their um, parents die? Yeah, their parents are so dead. Okay, and they didn't like inherit the wealth. Um, maybe maybe they did inherit the wealth. I don't. I think. I think if we we get the wealth, this okay. Let's okay. Pilot episode. Yeah. Me and you. We're here right now. We're recording this podcast. Yeah. Someone comes in through the door. Goes, Lily. By God, your uncle. Your rich, rich uncle who got rich off the off of oil yeah. off, off the Gulf of Mexico. Uncle Oil Baron. Yeah, Uncle Oil Baron. He's dead. Oh no! Along with his wife. That's and their their terrible. three kids are are are. Uh, oh, so these are my my nieces and nephews. Ex- yeah, I don't know the genders of our kids yet. Um, we'll decide that in a minute. In a minute. <laughs> okay. But but we're giving you all their money to to raise these children. Um, and then once you know, once once they grow up, they're they're gonna get all the money back, uh, and maybe the the plot of the series instead of us trying to make money, we have all this money that we're meant to be using to raise the children. <laughs> oh, but instead we want to get even more money, so right. we keep like spending it on the or maybe like the pilot episode, we blow it all on like I don't know rugs and and hookers. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, and when we're drunk, we go to the Waffle House and we we buy a bunch of waffles. Yeah. And we're like, this is a good investment. We say, give us your, give us the lot. Ex- yeah. <laughs> that they sell us the lot that the Waffle House is on. And we're like, kids, kids, we're gonna be able to feed you for for months, for months <laughs> yeah. and months until you're grown. But we can't operate the waffle makers because we forgot to get training before we bought it. Yeah. So it was a huge waste of money, and yeah. now now it's just a dead, empty building. Yeah. Um. And. Uh, maybe there's like this overarching plot of like there's some sort of um, uh, a person who who's meant to carry out the will of your uncle, yeah. right? And so he's always coming around like, "Hey, how's that money doing?" Uh, he's like the villain, kind of, yeah. But, like except- a good person doing his job, and we're, we're <laughs> we we do seem pretty irredeemable. In I this, I think that's okay. Tale. I like I like irredeemable characters. I okay. think I think the. Um, the focus of the show, like sort of the overarching plot, should be the kids, um, sort of gaining their own independence, um, accepting the death of their well, uh, their the oil baron father and mother weren't around much anyways, right? right. They were mainly raised by the their nannies and butlers and uh, other things rich people have. And we are two like objectively evil people. I don't, but think, we have hearts of gold. I don't think we're yeah, not yeah. So we're not evil. We're just like kind of like stupid we don't know we we're not gonna handle the money well and, yeah. and so the guy's coming around to check up on the money and we're like yeah we still have it for sure we didn't blow it and uh, part of the plot of the show is like trying to get back the fortune to oh get i to like the kids. that's the plot of season one is like this guy's like but the, okay the season one finale is actually a two hour long special it's feature length mm-hmm. and it's gonna be like they find out we don't we blew all the money. They decide we're not suitable parents. Yeah. And then we realize the the error of our ways and we have to find a way to win the kids back. Yeah. Yeah. And then from there, season two, three and beyond, you yeah. know, obviously we're getting renewed at least for five seasons, I assume. Yeah. Um there we have a better connection because it's not it's not like an exchange. It's like a mutual trust between us and the children. Um and yet we are still very stupid. And I think Maybe like almost like a role reversal, like um, in like season three, four, uh-huh. um, uh, the oldest kid comes of age and she gets like 
I don't know, maybe there's an extra store of money or she comes into money on it's her own. It's a very right? monetary it's centric very, show. It is, yeah. It's kind of, you know, succession-esque. It's all about, like, who's the heir to this fortune and that. Yeah. Um, I guess, I don't know, because I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's because I was watching Malcolm in the Middle recently that money is a very heavy theme in that show and, and lack of, of money. Mm. Um, this is that, but it's a it's about excess money. It's yeah. about what wealth d- does to people, corrupts absolutely. Yeah. Uh, let's get into these child characters. Okay. See, I think right now this is definitely a family sitcom that we star in, mm-hmm. but is it the glass of water sitcom? So mm. I think we need to bring in some classic glass of water characters yeah. to be the children. Okay. We've okay. Baby Jonker. <laughs> baby Jonker. Okay. <laughs> Eight-year-old Jonker. But but he does still talk like Jonker. Right. He's still very evil. That's like kind of a running bit in the show. It's like, oh, <laughs> little Jonker doing something cute, but he's actually like, he want, he's trying to like kill a uh, big ant pile or something yeah he says batman's hiding in this ant pile <laughs> he's always looking for batman yeah. too um uh oh, jonker <laughs> you're so cute baby jonker oh that white makeup you got on oh um <clears throat> papa how does, yeah jonker, how does jonker am i talking like jonker am i doing that voice great i think you're doing it yeah pa- papa no yeah no yeah that's a Wait. that's a good baby jonker papa you want you want to know how I got these scars. Yeah. How did you get those scars, Jonker? Papa, you left the stove on. Ah, I, I was crawling around on the counters, Papa. And I walked on the hot coals. Always messing around, Jonker. Oh, my gosh. You know where Batman is, Papa? You, Papa you, Trevor? You know, I don't know, Jonker. Batman is real in, in this family sitcom universe. Yeah, this place in Gotham. We live in Gotham yeah. City. Um. All right, who's the middle child going to be? The middle child. Um, we do make mostly male characters. We think we need to remedy that. Yeah. Because I don't want to have three boys. That's that's a bad dynamic for the show. Yeah. But we could, you know, we could gender swap one of our existing characters maybe. Sure. I don't know. I don't have an encyclopedic knowledge of every character we've done on this show. Not to worry. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Oh boy. Okay. Um, what are our options? We got those robots that were trying to repair each other that one time. Yeah. Um. You got the Green Goblin. Sure. That's you it. got Martin the Martin the Christian executive marketing guy. Yeah. You got uh, Mr. Britain, who we said would be back. <laughs> Mr. Britain. <laughs> Mr. Britain. It's got maybe Mr. Britain's like the executor of the will. Yeah, I would. I would like. Yeah, Mr. Britain as executor. That would be. That would be good. No one's gonna know who Mr. Britain is because I was in the lost episode. <laughs> oh yeah, is that? Are we not putting that one out? Oh no, we'll put it out. Just no one's gonna listen to it. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that yeah. Sounds bad. Um. Nah, it might be. It might have been a mistake to start making the kids our characters because now it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think. Like I said, part of the appeal is uh, uh, that they can grow over time. Um, I think one of them has to be smart. One of the one of the kids has to be smart. Yeah. I think maybe the oldest one is sort of like the leader of the pack. Um, uh, let's call let's call her uh, um, 
uh, Juliet. Juliet is okay. oldest. She's 15 in the pilot episode. Um, Played by Miranda Cosgrove <laughs> at current age. Yes. Um, yeah. Played by Miranda Cosgrove. And then, let's see, the middle child. I, I like the youngest child being evil. <laughs> I want to keep that. <laughs> Can we just keep him jonker and everyone else, jonker. Is nor- everyone else is a real normal character? Yeah. But we do have the child's baby joker. <laughs> Which, are we, just, are we just copying Family Guy? It's that's what Stewie Griffin is. Fuck, you're right. Um, is. Well, he doesn't. I'm sure he's worn Joker makeup before. Stewie's totally yeah. gone as the Joker for Halloween or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think it's like it's the baby Joker though. It's Joker as a baby, but he's been the Joker since he was eight years old. Right. I think it's still okay. Okay. Because he's also kind of nice sometimes. Right. Because he's not the Joker, he's Jonker. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's different. It's a, it's, there's more depth to the character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, it's a child, so. Um, but the middle child, I don't know. Did we say there were three kids? I just assumed there were three yeah, kids. Yeah, there's got to be three, I think. Um, so this one's like 11 or 12. Yeah. This is the, uh, what was the middle kid's name in, in Full House? Um, Steph, Steph, Stephanie. This is the Steph vibes. Yeah, where she gets the worst storylines, and no one really gives a fuck. Steph- but later on, you know, she's got some fun dynamics with Uncle Jesse and whatever. Yeah, I like Steph because I was I was watching. I actually have a uh, I have something to say about Full House too after this. But okay. I feel like because at first Steph was just was just like the kid because Michelle wasn't. Like, she was just a baby. She, no, Michelle's she, useless. Exactly. If she was in a plot, she was more of an object of the plot rather than an actual character. Um, but Steph was, like, the cute, cute, oh, cute kid at the beginning, but then she kind of, uh, you know, she had she uh, gets into in, with some bad actors later yeah. on in the show. She starts smoking in one episode. I remember that. Really? Yeah. Whoa. So maybe the middle child is, like, the rebel, you know, always wearing, putting on leather jackets, uh, oh, I like this. Uh, Ryan, Ryan, mini bikes around the neighborhood. What if it's Ryan Gosling on his on his knees? <laughs> like he yeah, wa- like he wears shoes on his knees, and it's Ryan. Our, our middle child is like Ryan Gosling from Drive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sort of badass. Makes a lot of money in like yeah. like underground stuff. He's like part of a gang. But it's like it's never explicitly mentioned until like I don't know halfway through the season or something. But it's like implied. Yeah. Uh, always disappearing and then reappearing like towards the end of when the plot is resolving. He says stuff like I don't know, I don't know, Dad. The boss won't like this. Yeah. And we don't talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like that. Okay. Well, let's get. I think two solid side characters. We have Mr. Britain. Okay. Mr. Britton's the, the will executor who keeps popping up, yeah. trying to foil our schemes. Um, yeah. Um, let's see, because maybe we we need to have some sort of like primary location, right? We need well, okay. Our home is the primary location. It being a family sitcom, but I feel like we need a secondary location where these side characters can like come in. And like, say stuff. Maybe, maybe the, this podcast studio is the secondary location. So we still do the podcast, mm-hmm. but now it's like a place for plot development. Yeah, maybe we can come in here and bring on a guest 
who is like a side character. And there's tons of zany characters, you know, the vending machine Jesus guy comes on. Yeah. All that type of stuff. And we can kind of recap the plot of the season so far. And every episode in the season gets longer because <laughs> we keep doing all the previous episodes. Oh, right. <laughs> so the last episode's like two hours, but it's an hour of recap right. of us talking. It is yeah. just the podcast. Um, I think maybe one of the characters could be the front desk person who we always have to check in with before we enter the the studio. Oh, yeah. Um, They're kind of... Uh, What's his name? Mr. Wimsbley or whatever from Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. <laughs> Mr. M- Mosby? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That guy. yeah. They play a role of that where they're like, no, you guys aren't going to review water in that podcast studio where we don't allow water, are you? Oh, no, of course oh. not. No. no, Mr. Wimsley, of course not. Um, yeah, and then we get out like two big gallon jugs. <laughs> yeah. We dump them on our heads. <laughs> we come out soaking wet. Yeah. It's we- like, I, I can tell there's water on you. We regularly destroy podcast equipment, <laughs> but they can never pin it on us. No. Um, yeah. Under yeah. threat of our our middle child, Brian Rosling, <laughs> attacking them. Yeah. I, I like the fact that our middle child is like bad, but in like a, like a cool way. And then our youngest child is actually <laughs> fully evil. And then they do have a normal older sister yeah. doing, doing some normal, like, you know. Some high school drama. There's an episode about her trying to get trying to go to prom, and the sure. the the girls she likes. Cause we're gonna be you know real uh, progressive, yeah, <laughs> with this show. The girl she likes doesn't want to go with her. Uh, she's going with Susie. She's going with S- Susan Storm from the Fantastic Four. <laughs> yeah, and we have to console Juliet. It's like it's okay, honey. You're you're so smart. You always get good grades, and you're you're gonna find someone someday. Yeah. Um, and then Susan Storm comes in with a big old thunderstorm, and it gets us all wet. I, I don't know. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Wimsley comes in. <laughs> He's like, "Is that water I smell?" And then, and then uh, it freeze frames, and the credits roll. Yeah, that's the end of the episode. <laughs> That'd be a great episode. I like I like the idea that the plots aren't fully resolved. Like, there's not always like a complete moral, um, and it's always like slightly off. I think we have a pretty, a pretty solid pitch here. Yeah, um, HBO, Netflix Disney Plus, yeah. uh, uh, not Hulu. If Hulu not, wants us, it's not a good show. No. Um, let's see who else. Who, who's producing sitcoms still? I think NBC has sitcoms, which for my, I've never heard of a single person in my life mention that they're watching the new hit sitcom on NBC. Wasn't Thirty Rock on NBC? Yeah, but that was like a while ago now. Yeah, we could be their new 30 Rock. They're probably looking for some some big new hit. Yeah, I don't know that they're going to find it. Who who watches who watches television now in our generation anyways? Like if if there's a new show out, it's like on a streaming service for the most part, you know. Yeah. I think that's part of that's going to be part of our appeal though is like the people who want it have to seek it out. Cuz no one's you can't flip channels and find it, but like no one's going to do that. Yeah. So like you need to Really, you buy a cable subscription. We're not going on streaming. We're blocking every YouTube clip posted. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have a TikTok that's only like single frames <laughs> to really give them a tease of yeah. what the show is like. You have to get the your algorithm has to be perfect if you want like to get every <laughs> frame. You have to keep swiping up yeah. to get the full story. If you curate it well enough, your full for you page could be the entire show, but it's gonna be like several thousand TikToks. Yeah, the odds of that happening are low. Slim. 
Um, it's a pretty good show, I think. What's the title? The, um, the, the cherry on top. We need a killer title. Yeah. I don't think it can be the Glass of Water Family sitcom. No. <laughs> That'd be kind of. That's kind of fun though. What What if we call it in a glass? Whoa. Like stuck in a glass or or something. I don't know. We could also live in like a glass house. All our walls are glass. <laughs> and that's that a, adds a little bit of like thematic yeah. relevance. And it's like we live in glass houses and we're throwing stones at everyone and ev- everywhere. Mm-hmm. So it really informs a lot about our characters. Mm-hmm. I like I like that we have like almost a cartoonish like family too. Yeah. But it, this is real life. This is an actual, like it's being filmed live. Uh, I would also like to implement a lot of cartoon sound effects. Because uh-huh. I love cartoon sound effects. There's a live band. <laughs> yeah, we and have an orchestra for the episode, and it's in universe too. Like we, it, the <laughs> band is actually there. Um, yeah, is this? I've been, I've been picturing this as a single camera setup. Would it be better if we do this live studio multi camera? Single, ca- I, I've always been confused. I, I don't know what single cam, multi cam means. Is, is that just studio, like studio audience, no studio audience? Kind of, yeah. Because like single cam, you have to repeat shots, mm-hmm. right? You do scenes multiple times because you're getting the same sh- or different shots. And then multi cam, you can just do it once for an audience like you're doing a play and then you have the camera's angle set up already. Right. And it's generally worse. Looks you- worse because you're lighting for like, multiple shots at the same time so it looks really flat yeah um but then you get that live laugh track that big baby vibe are we is yeah i don't my everyone hates the big bang theory laugh track yeah oh Um, wait quick tell a joke um uh do you know what the difference is between a uh, regular wire and a piece of string. <laughs> that, that wasn't. There's no. I that was the, the setup. audience is laughing really early. They the thought guys, it was a funny setup. I haven't. It's not it. It's, it's not over yet, guys. <laughs> you it's, have a funny way of speaking. So they, they just thought it was funny. I didn't have a punchline to that joke anyway, so. Oh, that's good. Okay. Keep it um, up. They love it. You guys are... I don't... What's funny about... Okay, stop! Stop! Hey, you! I see you... I see you with that wide smile. Wipe it off, okay? I haven't said shit that's funny. I haven't said shit that's fucking funny, okay? If you want to keep laughing, you get down here, you tell some jokes yourself, all right? Fucking, I swear, I don't get paid enough to do this goddamn show. I swear to fucking God. Um, okay. I like to think that people people at the desk outside think you're yelling at me. <laughs> 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 you're like, I haven't said shit that's funny. <laughs> Stop laughing. <laughs> you don't get paid um, anything to do like this show. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. In a glass. Coming to theaters. Yeah. It's going to air on Fathom Events. We're going to get a Fathom Events, you know, IMAX showing. Yes. Uh, in July. In July. This July. This July. Coming July this 2023. July. Jesus, we got to, we don't even have a uh, uh, spec script written. We got to get, we got to get right in here. Yeah. Studio said that we we seem like a bit of a phase. So they're trying to, you know, 
kind of like mm. we're already at the peak of the popularity. They got to get in before we before we go down too far. If we like, if we financed it ourselves, could we like produce a pilot and pitch it to like networks? We could do that. Yeah. I don't know if we'd get any further than that. Yeah. But we could absolutely shoot a pilot. I don't know if we would get it to any networks. Yeah. We could tweet it at some execs. <laughs> no doubt that would work. Yeah. Um, something like hundreds of thousands of shows are pitched every day, so. But none based on a podcast. That's true. So we were talking about Full House earlier. Mm-hmm. I was watching Full House recently. No way. Um, I think I mentioned it's a very, uh, very heartfelt show. There is usually a moral, um, and whatnot. W- one of the first episodes, or one of like the first three or four episodes, is Joey like making this very like emotional speech, and the uh, Danny and what's his name Jesse, yeah, are like, is this is this coming from the guy who who likes to make jokes about Woody Woodpecker or whatever? whatever the cartoon character's name is, but it's like, yeah. it doesn't seem founded because it's like, we've just met this guy almost. Hey, um, you're a, you're a jerk, Joe. <laughs> everyone, everyone in the audience knows. <laughs> who, who are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm Danny. Oh yeah. <laughs> and he says that and then Joe's like, who's the audience? Danny, what are you talking Danny's about? Danny's the only character <laughs> who knows he's in a show. Yeah. Um, that would have really added some more depth, I think, to Full House. Danny was Danny was not a deep enough character. Uh, uh yeah, no. Also, Bob Saget was like a really dirty like comedian, from what I understand. Mm. Um, but that is not Danny Tanner's like a nice, wholesome family man. Yeah, didn't Bob Saget host America's Funniest Home Videos for a while? Yeah. Loved that. That's good. Um, but in the first episode, Bob Saget's wife is dead. That's true. And I he, remember this. She remains dead for the rest of the show. <laughs> Um, tragically remains dead. <laughs> then the uh, uh, Joey and Jesse come in to raise three girls. For those who don't know, um, sorry. The show's pretty good. It's got some 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 pretty good jokes. Um, and I was looking up on Wikipedia uh, who made the show, and it's a guy named Jeff Franklin. Okay. And in 1994, Jeff Franklin bought the Tate House, where the Manson murders took place the famous manson murders oh wow and i'd, l- I'd like you to know uh, to note that in 1994 okay when did full house start airing in 1987 so the tate house was bought and it is still currently owned um using full house money yeah right so true did um, they ever shoot a, a like a bottle episode in there <laughs> We got trapped in the Tate house, Jesse. You you lost the keys. You threw the keys out into your motorcycle. You threw them in the exhaust pipe of your motorcycle, and now we can't open the door to the Tate house. And like it's a, haunted. A ghost fetus of, uh, uh, what was her name, Sharon Tate? Jesus, yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty dark thing, but yeah. um, it comes out. Uh, it's like a ghost story. <gasps> yeah. Um, and it turns out it was just Manson the whole time messing with him. <laughs> um, he's there. He's, he's, he is there. He's in, did he die? Who? Charles Manson. Uh, he died, but not. it was like recently in the past few years. Was he in jail, though? Yeah. He he huh. got the death penalty, but then California um, uh, stopped doing the death penalty. So, uh-huh. so he uh, broke out of jail to go... <laughs> Just mess with the full me- house game. Mess with the Tanner family. And then he, went, right. he went back, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nazi 
symbol still on the forehead. Damn. Um, but Sharon Tate, of course, is the wife was the wife of of Roman Polanski. Um, so Jeff, just guy Jeff Franklin just loves dead wives. He fucking loves them. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Danny's like trying to reason with the ghost. He's like, I have a dead wife too. Yeah, they can like relate to each other. Yeah. Um. Well, like Roman Polanski, I think is still alive today. Maybe oh. it's Roman Polanski messing with them. But he's like, you guys are in my house. Yeah. <laughs> and then he uh sets up like home alone traps, <laughs> try to get them out of there. <laughs> like they step on some marbles. Yeah. They trip and fall. I think they might be recording something in Studio One. Oh, are they recording like a singing podcast? Thought I heard singing. Huh. If you knock on the wall, don't do that. It might be important. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> it lasts for so long. Yeah, it's a it's a great crowd. We got a great crowd here tonight, everybody. Uh. I was watching The Tonight Show one time, uh-huh. maybe a year and a half ago now, um, sometime in December. Jimmy Fallon comes out, uh, and he's like, hello, hello, everybody. Thank you for coming. Yeah. Um, that's not very good. Hey, Jimmy. Yeah, he kind of talks like yeah. Jerry Seinfeld a little bit. Uh, yeah, sort of. I'm, I'm trying to think of what Jimmy Fallon sounds like. Hey. it's Hey, it's me, Jimmy Fallon. This is, guys, this is hilarious. He doesn't have like a distinct voice, really. He's kind of just like a guy. I'm just a guy. You're just a guy, Jimmy. Hey, it's me, Jimmy. I'm just a dude. Do you remember that episode of your show? Yeah. About a year and a half ago. I remember every episode of my show. Um, The the Tonight Show? The Tonight Show. I love The Tonight Show. Jimmy Fallon. Um, That's me. (laughs) And you came out. You said, hello, everybody. Thank thank you, audience, for, for coming in. My and catchphrase. He looked into the, you looked into the eyes of the camera, and you said, and, and thank you so much for watching at home. Like, he was like, <laughs> yeah, he was really yeah, I'm thankful. Gra- I'm grateful to my audience. Yeah. I love my, I love my audience to The Tonight Show. Um, Thanks, everybody, for watching at home. Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> Jimmy Fallon, can you give us one of your famous laughs? Sure, but I need a joke. I I don't laugh, you know, authentically. I need something to laugh at, you know. Yeah, um, you've never had an inauthentic laugh. That is true. No, I think those complaints are overblown. <laughs> me, Jimmy Fallon. I think that's an overblown complaint about me. Um, Jimmy, Let's see if I can find an actual joke to tell. Okay, we got all the time. These are pre-recorded, so it's okay. Like this will go live, and we'll cut all this out. Oh, here we go. I don't really know how I laugh. Jimmy, do you know do you know the song Dancing Queen by ABBA? Love Dancing Queen. Do you Trevor. realize Dancing Queen is a song about a girl going into a club, turning on a bunch of guys and leaving? <laughs> the guys that wasn't the joke, Jimmy. God damn it. I can't it doesn't even matter what I say. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter. Oh, Trevor, that's great. Trevor, that's an awesome joke. I didn't even get to the punchline, Jimmy. <laughs> And you're, you're laughing, your crowd's laughing, you're a bunch of fucking idiots, you know that? <laughs> Trevor, that joke's great. Hey, how would you like to host The Tonight Show? I'm, Trevor, I'm gonna die. Trevor, I'm dying, and I need an heir. 
for the Tonight Show. I'd rather let an elephant explore my body with its trunk than host the fucking Tonight Show. Okay, there's no. I don't want. I I don't want to tie my career to a fucking dying breed of comedy. Okay, Jimmy, do you understand that? No one watches your show, and the people who do are fucking seventy-five and above. All right, Trevor. Joe Biden sits down every night after leading the free world and he watches your goddamn show because he doesn't fucking know any better do you yes. understand that jimmy it's an honor to have joe watch our show we really appreciate joe's joe's attendance in the audience here tonight joe's joe joe biden's here everybody how about a round of applause for joe biden shit <laughs> what come on guys come on anyways trevor that's really hurtful that you would say that to me. I'm losing it. I'm losing the voice a little bit. That's really hurtful that you would say that to me, Trevor. Because I love what you do. And I think everyone has their own breed of comedy. And there's room for all of us. In this great big green, this big, great big green old world. And I'm just, we're here to laugh. We're here to laugh. We're here to make some jokes. We're here to have a good time. Real hard to make anybody laugh when no one watches your show, Jimmy. Uh, Trevor, I'm going to shut it down. You know what? You're right. I'm done. Good. The Tonight Show should have died in 1992 when uh, when Johnny Carson left. Trevor, you think I'm bluffing? I'm not. This is really it. You're gonna you're gonna be the one that makes Jimmy Fallon quit comedy forever. Thank I I. You know what? That's a title. If that actually happened in real life, I would I would be glad. Trevor, I'm gonna lock myself in a dark cabin for real life. You want that to happen? Um, I, I'm an SNL alum. Uh, you know, Jimmy. Um. Whoa, Trevor, who's singing? I don't know. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I hope I didn't interrupt their singing. <laughs> I was screaming at you, Jimmy. Um. Oh, I lost my train of thought. Let's see. Do you think? Do you, okay. Do you actually think Jimmy Fallon is funny? I'm trying to decide if I should respond as as Lily or Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I could let go of Jimmy now. I just think it's fucking insane. I like him a little bit. Really? I like okay. His his monologue is fine. His his monologue is like okay. Like his writers are are they can write a joke fine. Yeah. I don't think he has the personality to uphold a show like the Tonight Show. I just don't think he has it. I don't think it's like Letterman or Conan vibes where it's like the host is really funny mm-hmm. by themselves. But I think he's he's one of the best interviewers in the late show space. I think his guests really shine in a way that like Jimmy Kimmel is awful at. Oh, and everyone yeah. looks terrible on Jimmy Kimmel or James Corden. Um, like yeah, Cole. I I well I I don't I don't I I think Jimmy Fallon's interviews are fine, but I think they're like they're just they're fucking sucking the dick of every single celebrity that comes on. You know. Um, yeah. It's like because Conan can Conan can get a good rapport going. Conan knows how to like communicate with people. That's true. And like make them laugh with him. And then Letterman is the opposite of that in that he like he he comes out swinging. You know. Yeah. If, if someone as as uh if there if there's you know a back and forth that's you know jabby to be had, it, it'll be had. Yeah. But then you know, I don't think Letterman would do well with the Stranger Things kids. I, I I don't I I don't know I don't like that because I don't like celebrity culture in general I guess mm-hmm. I'd rather have a strong 
funny personality at the head. I, honestly, like when I used to watch Conan on cable, I would like turn it off usually when the guests came on because I just didn't care. Yeah, it um, is the least interesting part. Oh God, I feel it pressing on my skull. Trevor, God. what? What uh, is it? Trevor, what is it that's pressing on your skull today? I have too much knowledge. I gotta get it out. Please help. Crap, we need a question. Quick. That's right. And this week's question comes from uh, Maria, otherwise known as Mom. Uh, and she asks, how do you keep the love alive after 22 years of marriage? Why are you calling a random listener your mom, huh? Because I love her so much. Um, and uh, she breastfed me. That's awesome. Um, how do you keep the, live, the love alive after 22 years of marriage, Trevor? You know, as two uh, knucklehead 17-year-olds, I think we're well That's equipped right. to answer this question. Now... Uh, uh, we have been alive for almost 22 years, and I'd yeah. say there's been some love in that life. A little bit, yeah. We didn't die during there. it. No. Um, I'm not going to talk about the bedroom, as these are my parents, my actual living, breathing parents. Here, I got it. Um, <laughs> no, that's not what I... That <laughs> wasn't this, an invitation. There's this thing called like sex, and it's really important for a, a lot of relationships, um, and your parents have it all the time. No. They have it right now, baby. See, I just don't believe that. I don't believe that <laughs> when I called my mom, they, they were in, no. <laughs> they were mid-sex. Nope. Pro- probably not, but maybe. No. I, it'd be, you should be happy if they were. Zero, it's good zero that, probability. It's good that your parents have an active sex life if they do. You know what? If that's how they express their love for each other, that's fine. Yeah, but there's more to love than sex, as yeah. we all know. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, quality time, you know, maybe going out, you know, going on dates still, going out on the town, getting some ice cream, uh, uh, going to the library, <laughs> walking on the beach, yeah, uh, getting a cruise. Though my mom hates water, or like like boats, big bodies of water, oh, being on a boat in big bodies of water. This isn't like our podcast. No, she hates it. It's all about it. big bodies of water. Yeah. Um, yeah, so planning a date night. Exactly. Um, to re- remind yourselves why you fell in love with them, because you're going to come on hard times. That's right. That's just the short That's just the short and sweet and truth of it, is that like within a couple days, weeks, you know, months, if you're lucky, you're going to wish you were dead. <laughs> You're going to hate this person's guts. That's right. And just the thought of them is going to make you physically ill. But you already have two kids. It's too late now. <laughs> yeah, it was a Gotta real quick turnaround. You guys have been dating. You met them three weeks ago, and you already have two kids, and they're not adopted. Mm-hmm. So, like, th- this miracle of life that just happened, you can't leave them now. No. Um, and you got to figure out how to make that work, and that's hard. Yeah. And I, just, I don't want to dismiss how difficult this is, and I'm sorry for what your parents are going through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah dear dear i, yeah, I yes I, dear I, I just i just gave the kids dinner and and now they're asleep they're in bed uh uh are, finally are you, are you ready for our for our date night finally they're gone i can i can let loose this facade that i still love you honey what what do you mean you, you don't love me anymore it's, no what are you I saying i wear a mask every day it's my favorite Joker mask, and it, it hides how angry I look looking at you all the time. 
Oh my gosh. Now that you take it off, you're right. You're so you look so mad. I'm sorry, dear. Yeah. How can I make this up to you? How about a cruise? <laughs> okay. Okay. I I don't I don't like cruises, but but for you to to keep the marriage together for the for our our young young children who were just born, conceived and born within a period of 3 weeks. Yeah, I resent you for having those kids so fast. That's what? why I don't love you anymore because I was planning on I didn't want to be a parent just yet. I had beers to drink. Well, you know, I had shows to watch. And now I spend all day feeding my kids mush carrots. I, I you know, I I think it was hard for me too. The, I mean, the doctors are still baffled. You think I care about you you? <laughs> yeah, if this is how you feel, you just leave, okay? I'm sorry it's not working out. But Marcy, what about our magic kids? We have to stay together in hatred for them. You're right. And no ma- and no matter uh, how much uh we we passively pass on our our anger for each other to our kids, we we got to stay together. It's the that, right thing. That's right. And we don't have sex. Never, never, we no. never have sex, no. Never had sex, never will. No. And the kids should know that. Yes. Well, I guess that's it. That's our podcast for this week, folks. I want to say to Trevor's parents, if you're listening, that's not what your relationship is like, probably. No. And that's, I'm sure you guys are doing great. I'd also like to say that me and my brother were fully gestated for the nine months. Um, <laughs> That's good. Yeah. So, um, otherwise, uh, I've been. What? Send us your questions. That's right. At all that in a glass of water at gmail.com. Uh, I've been. Uh, your, yeah. That's sorry, right. I feel like I had something else. Uh, there's no. There's no business here. Um, Otherwise, I've been your host, Trevor. I've been your other host, Lily. Goodbye, everybody. Sleep tight. You're doing a fantastic job. (laughs) You probably did hear that. Yeah.